today we're talking about uh, Warrior Warrior Mega Micrograms and Andy, uh, what's the line? Uh, Chad, you the information. No. <laughs> Welcome to No Clip. I'm Chad Rutherford. I'm JJR Teemans. And I'm Andy Kinnick. Today, we're going to be talking about WarioWare Inc. Mega Microgames, which was developed by Nintendo and was released in 2003 on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, this is the first game in the WarioWare franchise uh, of games where you play like tiny one to two input, very fast micro games. Uh, and the only Game Boy Advance cartridge that I've ever worn out from overuse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what that says about my attention span, but when I was a child, my god, did I love this game. Really? Yep. Uh, you, seemed, you seemed like you were going to say more things. No, no, why would I do that? This is just a podcast. Um... I didn't know about WarioWare until Smooth Moves on the Wii. Like, you had a birthday thing at your house, and you got it for your birthday, and we played it there. Right. It's my first exposure to WarioWare, and I'm normally not the type of person to enjoy uh, minigame compilation games, but I fucking love WarioWare for some reason. Like, there's something about, like, the absurd goofiness of it that they really lean into that appeals to me a lot. Yeah. Warrior is this, like, unique blend of uh, everything. Like, (laughs) music, art, visual styles, uh, your, like, style of engagement where, you know, we talk about differences in kind. I don't think anything, like... (laughs) You can like if somebody said, "What are the controls for WarioWare?" You would say, "Press all the buttons when they want you to press." <laughs> what the buttons. aren't the controls for WarioWare? <laughs> and it depends. Like, and this is the kind of game that asks you, like, "Hey, do you remember Excite Bike?" Because you're gonna play it for uh, three seconds in the middle of this game. Uh, and yeah, I think that's kind of that's the draw for the majority of people. I would say is just like the hectic craziness. Yeah, it really reminds me a whole lot of Elite Beat Agents. Like, okay. Like, I know that you guys comparatively have less experience with that kind of engagement, but the style of just, like, constant in-your-face humor that, I, I don't know, it, it's absurdism, but, like, Nintendo absurdism, it's very good. It hit, it hit a, 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 a... It hit a part of me that had not been touched in a very long time in a fantastic way. Did you play WarioWare Touched? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Although, WarioWare Touched is one of the reasons I bought a DS, even though I never purchased or played the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, one of the things that convinced me to get a Nintendo DS was an advertisement, uh, including WarioWare Touched, in which one of the video game, one of the mini games, was Pet the Dog! And it was like, you had to like, pet the dog really, really fast. Right. And if you did well, you like scratched all the hair off of the dog. Uh, and uh, that was like, oh man, I want to do that. And so I got a Nintendo DS. <laughs> that was that was definitely part of like what makes this uh, the the like really fast micro game thing work so well is that like the style of humor that they're using here is uh, kind of humor and also <laughs> sort of just like let's take everything to the logical extreme. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'll have like all these games where it'll be like. Uh, they'll want you to do a thing like pet the dog, and then if you do, then the dog's hair falls off. Or like, yeah, it's kind of a genius setup because everything's happening so fast that you don't have time to uh, form expectations as to what's gonna happen. <laughs> so whatever happens is always a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> like you'll do, you'll do a mini game like. Um, this is one of this is one that popped in my head is from the Wii one, but like there's a game where you have to like do squats with like a little character, right. and you do like three of them in a row or however many you have to do, and then like the character's legs just like bulk out like <laughs> huge muscle legs, yeah. like something goofy like that happens. That's one of the beautiful things about. The, I know this isn't specifically what we're talking about today, but one of the beautiful things about the console versions of these Warrior games is the spectator experience of a WarioWare game is bonkers. <laughs> and that's one of the great ones, because like, if you get to sit back and watch that transpire, like, because the character does the squats, and, like, as you're doing the squats, months are flying off the calendar, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, like, the sun rises and sets behind her, and then she just has, like, huge, beefy thighs after that. <laughs> 
And that's it's kind of the same thing. And not only that, but you have no idea whether or not there's going to be like a like a joke setup punchline or if it's just nothing. Because <laughs> there will be games in here where you'll set up a thing. Like you think there's one where you like peel a banana and then like inside the banana is just like a dude hanging out and then you're like whoa like set up that's that's banana punchline not a banana guy in the banana or it's like (laughs) set up pick a nose punchline there's no punchline you picked a nose like (laughs) the completely off the wall just sort of like you can never learn to expect something if you haven't already seen it 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 feels like if the mad hatter programmed video game (laughs) There's so many suppressed jokes even within some of the more complex mini games that the speed helps it there too because you can play the same mini games over and over again and still learn new things that are funny about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, goodness me, was this a ridiculous experience? <laughs> Slightly painful to play on the Game Boy Micro, but that's okay. I think this game <laughs> wants you to be in pain. Yeah, I, I can imagine, especially. Uh... This game has a really, uh, I mean, I appreciate the effort that they put in mm-hmm. to doing this, but, like, it's a really ill-advised move, but the, it makes more sense with the original uh, Game Boy Advance with its, like, wider frame, mm-hmm. but this game also has, like, multiplayer games, where you play by one player holds one side of the device, and the <laughs> other player holds the other one and use the L and R buttons to do stuff. And it's so weird. It's like if they took one of those, um, those like Pac-Man battle cabinets <laughs> and just shrunk it down to the size of a Game Boy Advance and made you uncomfortably close <laughs> together while doing it. I well, feel like that wouldn't work on the SP. It or re- the, it's super. Oh, yeah. or the micro. Your things would touch. Like, yeah, you know, your to things it. would touch. And also, <laughs> your fingers. <laughs> you know, feel you, every day you get an intense to it, and then all of a sudden you're like your what, fingertips. What, are yeah, touched. some some what, what would happen it? would be like, one person would just rip the thing out of the other yeah, person's, person's hands. Yep, yep. Does the okay? All right. I, the L and R buttons on the Game Boy Micro. This is like a whole. This is a new experience for me. I've never. Yes, we have one this. in the room with us yeah. right now. The Game it's Boy like Micro unicorn. is a new experience for everyone. Yeah, uh, the L and R buttons are wacky because they're like metal. Uh, yeah, they're they're polished metal. They they're actually, po- they actually the, feel pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not bad, but it is also a Game Boy Micro, which makes it difficult. Actually, we can make the comparison right now. The SP. Oh, let's see how much our fingers touched on this one. Look, at this th- is actually thinner than the Micro. Oh, God, you're reminding me how much I hate the Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, I love the SP. God, why would did that? Why did that one become popular? Because it has light. because it has like a flip up. Like it, yeah, and the backlight. Cool. Wanted to pretend they like have at cell the, phones. Yeah, at the time that was cool. God. For sure. Well, the micro also has a backlight and a charging battery and you polished know what metal L&R buttons. A headphone jack. Yep. Weird thing about the SP, it does not have a headphone jack. And so, yeah, weird yeah. oversight. Yeah, you have to like buy an adapter. This is something that plugs we into talked the back. about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and the the SP's hardware is like designed so that you can plug in things like the. Uh, uh, e-reader mm-hmm. uh, or is not designed for that rather is what I meant to say because the e-reader goes like it would go into the cartridge slot mm-hmm. and then it had a thing that plugged into the top so you couldn't use it with the SP which is fine because three people own an e-reader I happen to be one of them uh, but yeah I couldn't do it anyway Warrior takes advantage of this uh, tiny hardware by not doing a good job at making <laughs> is allowing you to play with two people. I do think that the forcing you to be uncomfortably close to your friends is part of the like implied physical comedy of the game. Yeah, and also WarioWare is the perfect place to experiment with shit like that with your friends. Yeah, with your friends. well, I mean, like for Nintendo. Ha ha ha. Fuck you. Gone. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> for Nintendo to experiment with like weird two-player on the same Game Boy like things. Yeah, you're right. Well, this game is really aesthetically like experimental and out there, 
in gameplay, it's actually very, very conservative for a necessary reason. Like, the only reason that this game can exist, in which you're playing a billion tiny short made-up games that last literally five seconds apiece, is because we have enough background assumptions about how games are controlled, that in the span of literally one second, we can figure out, like, which thing on the screen you control, how to move it, what button to press, because you have, like, a limited options compared to most games. Mm -hmm. uh, like, even, even given that, there's still a couple of times when I, like, the first time I encountered games, like, I thought I was stopping the thing that was moving by pressing A, but actually there was like a bird to the right that had to that I was stopping to cause to dive in. Things like that, where yeah. the thing on the screen is driving your attention differently. But like th this game can't can be really experimental aesthetically, but can't be very experimental in gameplay because it has to be something that you can recognize the first time in one second on yeah. how to control it. And the, there are very few misses, which is kind of uh, impressive. Like, it, it, they do a good enough job of conveying what it is that you're doing and what you're supposed to do that it's pretty rare that you look at a game and you just go like, I have no idea. Like, you just take the, the loss on the first one mm -hmm. and then repeat it later. Uh, though, I mean, it does happen, but that's sort of the uh, dangers of this kind of design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's a certain amount of acceptability to that in a game like this, where being overwhelmed is, like, what you're buying here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what you're here for, is in, and having, yeah. like, a couple of times there being just you going, like, oh, God, and then just, like, dropping yeah. the machine. <laughs> and I found as I kept playing, I ended up being more and more, like, experimental with the controls. Like, instead of, like, just trying to react to what was going on, like, I would just, like, kind of, like, try to get a feel for the buttons. And I don't... I thought that was weird. Like, I guess, like, initially the game, like, really, like, sucks you in, and you're like, ah! Like, you know, like, trying to be real twitchy and, like, get everything as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. But, like, as I got comfortable with it, I got more, like, chill and experimental with it. Right. That, w one of the... Because when you see, like, the, the series moving forward, when it went to... I, I don't know the exact, like, uh, trajectory, but it, I know Touch came out, which is the DS one. Smooth Moves, which is on the Wii, and then they've kind of moved away from the, even the micro-games elements in later entries in the series, but... There is a new one coming out on the 3DS, actually. There was one called Twisted that was based on, like... On the motion, yeah, yeah they had a motion thing. That was, like, a, a brief, uh, like, hardware thing that Nintendo tried out, because I remember I had Kirby's Tilt and Tumble, which was a yeah. similar... Like, they've been experimenting game. with gyro controls for a long time. Yeah, even on the handhelds. Uh... But yeah, because they had Game and Wario on the Wii U, which I think everybody hated. I don't know how yeah. it's different from WarioWare. There weren't micro games, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes. It was just a, like a, it was a mini game collection as opposed mm -hmm. to a micro game collection. Yeah, but now there's like an actual proper WarioWare coming out on the 3DS. Right, and the reason that it moved like through that. Like it, that, it took that path to get to where it is now is because they kind of used up everything you can do by pressing A and moving a control in a five second window. Like, when you think about it, there really isn't like the number of button presses you can expect somebody to make in such a short time frame <laughs> actually does limit what you can do. So, a ton of these games are sort of like react to a thing, do something with a rhythm. Or, like, right, correct timing or, like, simple navigation. Yeah, they were already stretching it with this original collection of games because they were able to make everything so aesthetically jarring that it you never thought about how many of the games were just press A at the right time. Right. Yeah, yeah and this is where, like, Nintendo's weird hardware experimenting, I think, uh, comes in or is effective, I guess, for the WarioWare uh, franchise is that... You go from the Game Boy Advance and you put it on the DS and you can use the touch controls and then you put it on the Wii and you can use the motion controls. Like, it keeps it fresh. Yeah. And they even... Uh, they got into, like, World Ends With You levels of uh, using every part of the DS uh, because, like... I know in Touched you could use the microphone and, like, every, like, the cameras on the DSi, I think, were incorporated at some point in the series. It was a... Yeah, it was a crazy... It's a, it's a crazy time to be a WarioWare fan, I guess. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up about uh, the fact that, like, once you get kind of comfortable with the game, you end up... You you relax while you're playing, as opposed to, like, being on, con like, just nerves the whole time. Uh, and 
part of the beauty of this design is how easy it is to ramp up and and actually give you a, a difficulty spike if you want it. So a lot of Nintendo games, especially like in the, I, have, I want to point to the Wii U era, but I might just be like not fully encapsulated within Nintendo's ecosystem. But they'd been trying to like make games that appealed to people both who are going to play the game for like a hundred thousand hours and enjoy every single bit of it, mm-hmm. versus appealing to like nine-year-olds. So, and you had that rash of things that were like, uh, you know, invincibility suits and shit. Mm-hmm. WarriorWare has this, basically, you can get from the the beginning of the game to the end of the game with, like, reasonable reflexes at, like, pretty much any level of skill, but it also contains all kinds of shit to say, like, hey, if you want to go, like, as hard as you can in WarioWare, bring it on. Because you've got, like, the elevator levels, which are just, uh, like, gauntlets and just, like, endless mode ver- uh, of it. And those come in, like, different flavors as well. Uh, as well as, like, different mini games that have high scores and stuff like that. So if you really want to go for high scores, and of course I did playing this game for, like, a thousand hours between when I was nine and now, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you can, like, really make this game beat your ass. Yeah. That's definitely been Nintendo's, like, go-to design, like, strategy since at least, like, the Wii era, um, where it's, like, easy to to get a hold of and difficult to master. Right. And um, it, I think it feels really at home in this kind of a game, especially. It's really hard for a game to be easier to get a hold of than this. This game is kind of shoving itself into your hands in a <laughs> socially uncomfortable Wario way. Wario is shoving it right into your hands. Yeah. Wario seems like the shoving kind of guy. <laughs> That's probably true. The well, When we were just browsing some music earlier, the... Uh, <laughs> The title screen for Wario's Woods is literally him shoulder bashing a tree, which is like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's definitely the shoving kind of guy. He doesn't even let nature give him shit. I don't know if this was just like a slip on your part, but you're aware that the audience now knows about like the no clip smooth audio pregame that we have done. Oh yeah, consistently. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean they they should know. That's why we're so uh, bad at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's out of the bag now. Yeah, they're all gonna all of our all twenty nine of our subscribers <laughs> on YouTube. It's gonna be a flight. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm even unsubscribing. Uh, games. So why is Jimmy a Saiyan? Why is he's a Saiyan? He's clearly a Saiyan. I don't follow. Uh, he progresses from. Uh, blue hair to yellow hair to red hair. Is that what Saiyans do? They do something like that. Uh, their hair does change color, for In- sure. Indeed, and it's large. Mm-hmm. And it gets faster, like Saiyans do. <laughs> they do get faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so, Jimmy's first level, right? Right. Is, G- like, is Jimmy the one with the electro, like the retro gaming thing? No, that's 9-volt. That's He's oh, cool dancing right. cell phone friend. Oh, yeah, the afro guy. Yeah. yeah. My uh, bad. Yeah, Jimmy's first level is, like, sports-themed. I was wondering how, like, the themed stages played to you guys. Uh, the only one I found mechanically interesting was the alien level, because it was the only one that felt like I was actually doing different things than any of the other Wario games. Yeah. Because they were, like, memory tests and, and thinking and Yeah, like I felt the same way. It felt more like just an aesthetic thing, and like, I feel like they could have leaned into it more. Realistically, that was exactly what I was hoping you guys were going to say. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the Orbulon's levels, I think it's his name, uh, <laughs> uh, are, like, very... Um, they're like Because they're the puzzle levels. You usually have more time on them, uh, and you're doing things that are, are, are more mentally taxing as opposed to just reflex taxing. I also have to give a huge shout-out to Dr. Krygor's stage, because his theme is just everything is just a photorealistic version of whatever it is that you're doing. So it's just the weirdest one to play because everything's like real people and fruit and objects <laughs> and the whole plot is about him trying to unclog his toilet. Mm. Like it's really strange. <laughs> Dude, nothing is more like appealing to me 
in WarioWare. Like, I had never had more fun or laughed harder than when, like, photographs of animals were on the screen. Yes. Oh, my fucking God, do I love <laughs> photographs of animals. <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked the boss stages in particular, and I kind of... It made me wish that uh, more of the levels had more of that, like, level of creativity to them or variety. And, like, I understand, like... It's really difficult to design these, like, probably deceptively difficult to design these games, because, like we've said, they have to be easy to understand in, like, a second. Yeah. There is a WarioWare DIY if you'd like to give try your hand at it. <laughs> they actually have, like, a level editor-based WarioWare game, so... Man. Yeah. Of all the games <laughs> to put a level editor into. Yeah. Well, they based a whole game on it. Like you don't when you boot the game, you don't play any micro games. It goes you make them. He, it, like you boot the game up, and it's just like put a box here. Look at this. This is how you apply logic to it. Like I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it was very strange. But anyway, it is deceptively difficult to design these, mm-hmm. and the boss stages are things that you liked. Yes. That was about the end of that train of thought. <laughs> Damn. But while we were talking about um, kind of the aesthetics and the characters, uh, the characters are one thing I wanted to touch on. Because I find, like, the little, like, universe they've created for WarioWare and all, like, the little, uh, the original characters mm-hmm. are all really great. Like, additions to, like, like the Nintendo, like, whatever you want to call it. Canon. Canon, yeah. yeah. You're really into, like grunge biker programmers is that it i don't wait are you just combining all of the possible (laughs) characteristics into one well they're all programmers by definition that's true they all make games yes they all all create games and war and this is my because this is the game that originated wario's look with the bike helmet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he was... Yeah, with the bike helmet and the, like, weird denim vest. Right. Yeah. So yeah. they made the choice of for this game to be a, like, he's a programmer that is also a biker. Right. And stays at a hostel with lots of, like, really crazy friends. Yeah. Sort of. I mean, could you get any more spot on for Wario? <laughs> <laughs> like, than that? Actually, <laughs> it's Because I want to come back to the characters as well, because, like, I agree with you completely. Uh, but it is so weird how much of Wario's current aesthetic, out, even outside of this series of games, is driven by this individual helping of Wario that we got where it's like this weird nose obsession and the like I think it's what is it un- garlic he likes yeah, to eat garlic yeah and he's very gr- well, well greed has always been a thing for him but. yeah it, his um I remember his intro trailer for Smash Brothers Brawl he's in the Wario wear outfit and he's riding the motorcycle like he doesn't even wear the classic outfit right yeah it's like a uh it was it was Brawl the one where you, it, the first one where you could change him back to the overalls or uh, I think not you, come in until four. I almost want to say you can't put him in the original suit in Brawl. Yeah, like he is very much like the Warrior Wear Wario. Yeah, now and it's so because it's the most like caustic character design that anyone's ever come up with, like for a yeah. character for and children in Mario Kart Eight. Uh, one of the kites for the carts is called the Wario Wing, and it's like the nose with the mustache. <laughs> That's so good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a lot, yeah, a lot of the branding and characterization for Wario from this game is really stuck. Yeah, making characters bolder, especially when we're talking about like Mario characters other than just like Mario and Luigi themselves who just can't change the outfits. Because the overalls just, they don't translate well into like a lot of they're not detailed enough as like as a background concept to be really look look great in 3D unless you base the entire aesthetic around that kind of minimalism. Right. So uh, I'm glad that they're taking some of the other characters like Wario and giving them more costumes that are evocative of their personality right, yeah. differences. I think it, it stand, I think it's stuck so well because Wario originally was just Bizarro Mario and had no character at all. Right. Yeah. Other well, than and going wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because his original character in uh, Super Mario Land Two was not like the just yellow version of of Mario that we sort of like came to know Wario as? 
he w- or started out as like a uh, as kind of closer to this, but he was basically like a goblin, like a fucking mm-hmm. deformed, crazy, tiny guy. Yeah, yeah. He basically like just big goblin Mario, right? Like a larger. If you just gave War- yeah. Mario like a bunch of horrible growths, <laughs> that would be Mario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carcinogen Mario. Yeah, yeah it's not good. Uh, and then, yeah, his look has evolved over time, and, like, at some point they made the decision that he was just going to be Mario, but, like, an ugly one in a yellow shirt. And then I don't know where, like, why that design was chosen, and then we ended up with this now. It's just incredible that this game managed to establish that weird aesthetic Mm -hmm. to me, anyway. Well, how big was this game when it came out, like, sales-wise? Uh, I don't know offhand. It's probably something I could find pretty quickly, but I imagine yeah. it sold pretty well. Yeah, okay. I say I feel like the game's actually, in reality, really popular. But to me, it I, I always kind of viewed it as like a cult classic. Yeah, it has like no pop culture lasting impact, partially because the game, unless you're a crazy high score person, doesn't have tons of lasting. Right, because like I didn't know about it till there had been like three games in the series. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like everyone I've ever talked to about it's played a WarioWare game, so, like, it's probably more popular than I realize. Indeed. In the meantime, while Chad still looks up sales figures, what do you think Waluigi would look like if they did a similar, like, outfit change to match his personality? How have they not incorporated him into WarioWare? Exactly. Now, like... Um, I, I can't even imagine. I'd like to think that they would really surprise us. Skin-tight leather? Oh, well, that's not a bad place to start. <laughs> Isn't it? Some kind of a leather jacket kind of thing, like a greaser look. Oh, 100% greaser, You like slick yeah. back hair. Yeah. No hat. Yeah. You feel like if you touched him, you would get wet? Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I can kind of give it, I feel like... Almost kind of like a 70s porn star look. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, that's the problem, is that I feel... Maybe the reason they haven't done this with Waluigi is they realized if they tried to evoke, like, the <laughs> suppressed parts of his character, it's all, like, references to pornography and nothing yeah, else. Yeah, <laughs> right, he's He's been, like, a, a staple of Mario Tennis for some reason. Yeah, that's Like, Mario whole thing. sports games. So they would probably try to lean into that. <laughs> He's, I would he's imagine creepy tennis. G- jerk. Give him like weird like plaid golf pants and like you know stuff like that, like a visor. Uh, I love that. However, um, okay, first of all, I just can't, I literally just can't find these numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was pretty popular. Like I was aware of it when it came out, and I was like eleven or whatever. <laughs> I'd say two thousand. I was twelve years old when this game came mm-hmm. out. Uh, so I'm gonna guess that it was about that. Like I, I like I wouldn't have just like known about it offhand. You were it like wasn't a, somewhat popular. Not a Wario fan, you right? Were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess like I don't know. I did love uh, six golden coins. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was I was a pretty big Wario fan. Although I, I guess this game does include one one and exactly one reference to the Virtual Boy, like a, a classic Wario console. It does. Yeah. It's like the Wario of consoles because it is bad and looks ugly. <laughs> there is that too, but I, but I swear it works on both levels because there was like a mainline Wario game that was like the big yeah, app Wario for, Land or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the big app for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we should take a break. I did want to mention one thing on the Waluigi point, mm-hmm. uh, which is I think that they have to keep Waluigi's design the same now because I think Nintendo secretly loves the like fan canon of like of Waluigi being like existentially depressed <laughs> and just doesn't want to change it. And so if they fuck with it too much, they might ruin everybody's perception of Waluigi, the reflection of a reflection. <laughs> and I, I, I don't, like, I don't necessarily want to see Waluigi change. Yeah. Never change Waluigi. <laughs> uh, but while we're on this little tangent before mm-hmm. we go on the break, uh, maybe it's just me, but like I feel like there's a lot of potential to do something cool with those characters, Wario and Waluigi. Like I kind of can't believe they've never done a Super Wario Brothers, where you play it's like a like a mainline like 2D platformer, but with like Wario and Waluigi and like a Nega Mushroom Kingdom. 
Like, I feel like you could do a lot of creative stuff with that. Yeah. So, I, Nintendo, you know, if you're listening, take notes. I'm equally shocked, though, if I had, if I could bend uh, Nintendo's ear about this, I would probably advocate for a uh, Mario and Luigi style Ooh, uh, RPG? RPG. That would be sweet, too. Starring Mario and Waluigi, because like, everybody likes playing the villains, mm-hmm. and if we want to develop Waluigi as a character more... That's really the place to go. Plus, it's going to mm-hmm. obviously be like a comedy-focused thing. Yeah. Are they even villains? I was kind of under the They're impression... Like, Wario's more were... of an anti-hero. Yeah. And, like, Waluigi's just a wild card. <laughs> Waluigi's a total wild Considering his first appearance was in a tennis game, like, and yet he's branded as an evil guy, like, he was just... He's just a fucking Wimbledon. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, robbing a bank. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it'll ever happen, though, because it seems like fans really love Wario and Waluigi because mm-hmm. of how goofy they are. But, um, like, the Wario games that are not the WarioWare series, I don't think have ever sold well. Like, I don't think the Wario Land games were very popular. You're right. Like, Wario's Woods, wasn't that the, is that the 3D platformer? That's a, no, that's uh, oh. that's an SNES game. Oh. That's a really creepy anyway, fucking name for a game. Uh, there's, a, there's a platformer, like a 3D one on the GameCube starring Wario that, like, no one's played. Yeah. And there was a really, really cool-looking one that... I would like to go back and play on the Wii. Heard about that was this. like a 2D like side scrolling thing yeah. with like hand drawn art. They pushed that big at E3 one year, I remember. Like but like I would have loved to play that, but I didn't know about it at all. Like I feel like they don't market any Wario games they make. Maybe it's because they're like gross snot people and they don't want to be facing <laughs> yeah, the company. Yeah. It's just like a weird thing. Like yeah. Nintendo never really knows what to do with Wario. Except for this. <laughs> right. This really clicked. Yeah. Well, because I feel like it's such a... Like, the comedy that is inherent in Wario is such a Japanese character-based comedy. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you wouldn't see, like, an American-made game where a character's, like, defining trait is how much they loved fucking garlic. Like, <laughs> that's such a strange off-the-wall thing. They tend to focus on the fact, like, he's greedy, he's fat, he's got a weird nose. Like, they have the iconography, they have his motive, and they know how to draw him, and that's pretty much all they need. Alright, I've got a pitch. I've got a pitch here. Since we've found Wario's place in the canon, since this schizophrenic nonsense was what truly came to define him presently and in the future, I think we should really take the VR craze and push that into the Waluigi space. Ooh. <laughs> you can get some I, weird that shit could with be, that. I love that idea so much. <laughs> like, if you, if, if Nintendo ever did VR, right. they do a WarioWare kind of style thing where they do, like, some kind of a compilation of VR games <laughs> and theme it around, like, Waluigi. <laughs> I like the idea of doing, like, a, a golf story... Style. It's like a tennis story starring Waluigi. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I can see, I can see that. I mean, I couldn't see that ever, but I can see that. You get your vibe on, and you have like your controller, and you're no, like, it's not a vibe. You get a Nintendo Labo, <laughs> and you fold it into a VR helmet, and you slot your Switch into it, mm. and, then, and then it weighs your face <laughs> like <laughs> way down and breaks the cardboard. But then you have the two hand controllers already. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's how you feel the weight of Waluigi's nose. It's that's their simulation. <laughs> Put it on his face. All right, all right, we're taking a break. <laughs> this has gone too far. <laughs> you could like volley with the tennis rackets back and forth with a little Waluigi whispers going over. Wow. It's like the voice, it's the fury. Yeah. I hate everything. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we talked about this a bit over the break, and uh, it's probably not going to be super long. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a couple more things. Uh, one, one thing that I was actually a little bit fascinated by uh, upon this like excursion into WarioWare for you guys, mm-hmm. uh, as I kind of like grew up with this game... Which I feel like says a lot about me mm-hmm. and like how much I enjoyed this thing. Uh, you guys like occasionally had to repeat stages. <laughs> 
Because when I went through this again, I went from the beginning to the last level in probably about 45 minutes. Mm. Like, I don't think I... I think I dropped, a, like, a, a like a full set one time. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to... I probably spent, like, three or four hours on this. Mm-hmm. Probably in total. I'd, um, I'd, it, it, the game does a really good job of making you feel inadequate, but not giving you the time <laughs> to really focus on that. Mm-hmm. It's like being stuck in like a national emergency, in that like <laughs> things go wrong around you, and you have your tiny failures. But there's like a bigger, there's a bigger problem that you have to move on to. Yeah. And that, that failure might be like you didn't pet that dog, but you've got like a you plane. Didn't catch you've, that hot dog. Yeah, it's a plane you got to shoot down. That's all the way on its way to you. You've got to move on with your life. <laughs> but yeah, I failed a lot. Like I, I think only two of them I went through in just like one snappy snap. Right. Uh, and felt, I was very proud of myself for that. <laughs> they were so so good. So empowering. Yeah, I think it would take me a minimum of like four times, I think, through each one to learn the games well enough to beat the level or whatever you want to call it. And I assume that the the primary thing that made me like capable of, of playing this game as like straight through as I did is probably a lot to do with memory and just like knowing the games because that's the, the largest hurdle you have to get over is knowing what the fuck you're supposed to do because they only ever give you like a word they'll be like one of my favorites uh because like i love when a game gives you like a a, an action like a verb something to do that is so out of character for like games generally Mm -hmm. my my favorite part of the entire first god of war game is the fact that there's a button prompt that's it's like press square to hug your family and I'm, i'm like i love that as a thing that they've mapped a button to that action in a game called God of War. Mm-hmm. And I love in this game that there's just like a, a prompt that comes up on screen that just says, stay dry. And there's a cat <laughs> walking around, you have to like shield it with an umbrella. But like putting that together, like in the split fraction, of, <laughs> what is it, half of a split fucking One second? One half of a split fucking second. Yeah, to, to actually do, like command to action to success is uh, kind of a feat of, like, crazy uh, reflexes. And, like, learning them and knowing the games is a big part of, of, of being good at this game, I think. Yeah, some of them are even hard because they're, like, double blinds. Like, the, the last Wario car segments where you're about to get maybe run over, like, <laughs> depending on what can happen there, it can either just be a normal car or it can stop a little bit and then come for you again. Or it can just turn around and not come for you at all. <laughs> or it can just leap over you completely, mm-hmm. just screwing you in the air like a cool car ramper. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I feel like this, like with that one, the, your window of time is like even halved there for you to try and figure out what the possible reaction should be. Yeah. That is, I, I let out like a legitimate like cackle when I was playing that mini game and like the car goes like, and then stops and then just like turns around and goes the <laughs> other way. Like they're like, you got this one, man, don't worry about it. It's a freebie. Yeah. Uh, having played uh, Smooth Moves before this, and playing this one, I had like a running theory while I was playing it that the small screen and the fact that I'm assuming Game Boy Advance games have like a lower frame rate. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, that that made this game more difficult because like I I don't remember Smooth Moves being as hard as I found this game because uh, it was being played on a big TV. Yeah, seemingly appropriately, the actions in Smooth Moves are a lot smoother uh, than the DS game. I found that the DS controls in this game kind of like... You mean Game Boy controls? Yeah, the Game Boy, sorry. Uh, I could have been playing this on a DS, but I didn't play it on a Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance controller, like the face buttons and the everything's so like sticky. Not like it fu- didn't function, but like they're clicky and you have to mash them and they're real small and my like thumbs are real close together that whole thing like made it more difficult to perform whereas like in smooth moves you literally have full range of motion uh well okay well there's two things that are aggravating that circumstance 
First, you made the poor decision to play it on a Game Boy Advance SP. <laughs> the, the, the way to play games with the smallest buttons and the most uncomfortable hand space right. you could possibly fit. Like a perfect square. You might, they might as well have just handed you a pine cone. Like that's what it feels like when I have yeah. a Game Boy Advance SP in my hands. I feel like I am holding an object that actively is trying to like convince me through years of evolutionary pressure not to allow me to hold it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and But your second mistake is that I imagine since this is a game you grew up with, that SP is probably, like, just covered in, like, child gunk of various forms. Right, yeah. Making the, the buttons stickier and harder to hold. The Dorito dust and... The Dewey Dorito. Just, like, the spit from me chewing on the sides of it. Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. yeah melted down and, like, folded. Mm-hmm. I, told, I told you guys about that, right? I, I had to carve my PlayStation Portable, my PSP, out of, uh, like, liquefied Jolly Rancher. Uh, I don't think I've heard that story. Okay. Yeah, the public needs to hear that story. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, the setup is about as lame as setup can possibly be. I had a backpack. It had Jolly Ranchers and a PlayStation Portable in it. Uh, it was 147 trillion right. degrees in my car. The the As implausible as the setup is, mm-hmm. where you are in a situation where they're both molten Jolly Ranchers <laughs> and a piece of electronic equipment mm-hmm. in the same location, physically touching... Uh, it is believable and something that I think people inherently understand. The part that is amusing about this story that you really need to play up is the fact that you had to excavate your PlayStation <laughs> as if it was a mosquito trapped in amber. It was. It was very literally like a mosquito sticking out of amber. It wasn't completely encased right, like an yeah. egg of Jolly Ranch. Would, I would... You would... Mm, if it was that, <laughs> I would expect you to have a framed photograph of now, it on your desk. If, if that's what had happened, I think you should just leave it in there by <laughs> PSP. That's true, yeah, because you have a work of art on your yeah. hands at that point. That would be too cool. It, Jolly Ranchers, like, don't... Hard Candy doesn't, like, fucking expire if exposed to air for a second. I can't years, imagine right? it. I, I, well, I assume not it's in a way immortal. That, like, yeah, yeah like, it wouldn't be probably be safe to eat. Just but... the best paperweight ever at that point. <laughs> it would probably remain sticky forever. <laughs> probably cover it in something. Just lacquer it. Lesson, yeah. Yeah, like a resin. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately this was not the case. It was merely like the like one quarter of the PSP right. that was in a giant like molten piece of Jolly Rancher. And you were like the top half with the right trigger. So I had to like I had to get like a pen and like a one of the, like a really teeny like jewel hammer. And like to like crack at bits and try to like pry it open. Right. The the right trigger never fully recovered from the experience. There were still like bits of Jolly Rancher like down in the important components <laughs> that were never removed. And thus, any time I had to press that trigger, instead of feeling like a video game button, there was always like the Jolly Rancher stickiness force that remains to this very day. Yeah. That I, so I had to like crack it through every single time that I pressed the button. <laughs> if you have to press it multiple times in a row, it's like starts to approximate a normal button. But if you let it sit for even like 10 seconds, like it's back to full hardened states. If, if you had put that Jolly Rancher like base with your PSP sticking out of it at an angle, <laughs> just on the ground in a public place, I'm pretty sure whoever was able to withdraw the PlayStation <laughs> would become the next king of England. <laughs> He'd be... What was the name of that guy in Sony commercials for, like, two years? Oh, that guy. Yeah. That guy? He could, he could usurp that guy. I know exactly how, who you're talking about. The, the white <laughs> corporate man. Yes. Yeah. God, what was his name? He was very cool. He was such oh, a cool dude. Oh, I do know who you're dude. talking about. Yeah, that yeah. cool dude. I want to stay Steve Gaynor for no reason. It's, I, yeah. I know well, it's you, not I, Steve Gaynor. You heard cool dude, and then you thought Steve Gaynor. That makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. One to one. Are you I'm, go- I'm working on it. Are you Googling cool PlayStation man? What are you doing? Uh, I'm curious what your starting point is. I Googled Sony PS3 spokesman. Kevin Butler? It oh, might be. Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, oh no! Oh, oh, what oh, did you do? I don't, I don't know. I think oh, it might that's be him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Kevin, Kevin Butler. Kevin yeah. Butler. Yep. Oh, per- that's the name of the, the character. Oh, it's portrayed by Jerry Lambert. Well, his ah. name's fucking horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in order to get that position, you have to accomplish some Herculean feat, right? Uh, like removing a PlayStation portable from a brick of Jolly Rancher. Uh, I think in this day and age, the new competition is like 
uh, try and get anyone to purchase a Vita. Like, convince someone to, to buy a Vita. You have to <laughs> battle Reggie fils in a gladiatorial battle. Mm. In the uh, one-of-a-kind golden cartridge uh, Smash Brothers PlayStation All-Star crossover game. <laughs> it's like Marvel vs. SNK, but it's actually uh, or Street Fighter vs. SNK, but it's Nintendo characters versus the Sony characters, and then whoever wins in that fight. Gets to be characters. Hey man, yeah. What about like Sackboy? He's pretty popular. <laughs> uh, how about WarioWare? Mm, speaking of incorporated. Speaking of characters, mm-hmm. uh-huh, oh, uh, I love all the characters. You actually expressed some amount of like, I don't want to say disdain, more like surprise that we liked the characters in this game as much as we do. It has nothing to do with personality, obviously. There's not much really conveyed. No. But, like, the design itself of all the characters is very good. Like, I like Dribble and Spitz, I like Mona, I like Dr. Krygor. <laughs> yeah, th- and um, they're all really memorable, and I like the use of the ones in Smash that are in there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't remember their names, but the ones with the samurai swords. Oh, Cat and Anna. Yeah. They're like, these characters remind me a whole lot of the way people market cereal. Uh, they do feel like mascots. Yeah, because they're not actually connected to each other in any meaningful way other than ending up at a hostel at the end. Uh, they Don't they just end up at like, a pizza shop that has an apartment building on top of it? That's a hostel. That's a hostel? I don't know. What, what's your bar for hostels? I don't know. Rented living for like a brief period? People don't like live? Like a sex motel. I didn't expect a sex motel. <laughs> People Hold live back. above pizza joints. That's a that's a reality of the world. I mean, that's true. I'm saying they live there though, and people don't live in hostels. It's a, it's like a, a short stay yeah. accommodation. People are killed brutally in hostels. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In Eli Roth's hostel, <laughs> which is where this game takes place. Mm-hmm. Dr. In Warrior Two, yeah, in one of the characters gets their eyeball pulled out and sucks real bad. <laughs> uh, no, okay, the mascot thing's actually a pretty good way to touch on this because, as is pointed out, like none of the plot lines that exist in this game go anywhere or matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mona even has like three animal companions that I would you would be forgiven for just forgetting completely because they just hang out and basically act as her like James Bond oil slick button. <laughs> In the in the the car thing, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't go anywhere. Nobody cares about them. They don't show up ever again, as far as I'm aware. Uh, I'm pretty sure her monkey is uh, Oinkany from uh, for Star Fox series. So is Andrew Oinkany? I'm pretty sure it's the same, like exactly the same monkey face. Uh, I mean, sure. I don't remember this. Okay. You don't remember Andrew or No, I don't or... remember the monkey in the game that I played a week ago. All right, all right. <laughs> Please continue while I acquire monkey photographs. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. The mascot thing, I, I, I think, is a really good touch point yeah. uh, for them. Yeah, I like the designs enough that if they released a WarioWare line of Amiibos that I would actually really want, like, a Jimmy Amiibo. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I probably wouldn't buy Yep. <laughs> this is 100%. Oh, yeah, no, that's totally just Andrew Reckoning. Yeah, yep. It's uh, even, like, after they crash and he gets, like, the robotic right. cybernetic upgrades. I, I, I feel like, yes, it is definitely a reference, but I think you oversold how much it looked like him. <laughs> well, this is an origin story, okay? This isn't, I'm okay. not saying that, like, yeah. he's going to get into a spaceship after this. This is where, where Origins Wolverine. <laughs> Yep. Did he uh, escape from the uh, animal habitat uh, on the space station in Metroid Fusion, and then land in the WarioWare uh, town, and then become a starship pilot in the Star Fox series? That could be what happened. Yeah. Or maybe not. Uh, <laughs> it, <there laughs> I'd also like to point out, as far as like the brief storylines go. Mm-hmm. Um, among my favorites is uh, the the Cat and Anna storyline because it's like 
there's like a weird ghost involved for some reason. It seems so completely dislodged from the rest of the game <laughs> that it like struck a chord as being like uh, like kind of just amusing to yeah. me. I don't know. I feel like we bring up Saturday morning cartoons way more often you would than you would guess. We've, on got, we've, got, we've got some distance between us yeah, and the last time. On so. a show, but the, it does feel really episodic, like a kid's show. Right. I wouldn't I wouldn't quite put it in Saturday morning cartoon territory, because there isn't like a universal theme. There's like a, it's like kind of a universal art style, but even that's sort of stretching it. Like, I think it's more like a what was those shows they used to have when we were kids, like like cartoon cartoons, where they were just like random blocks of animation? Oh yeah, like um, oh yeah, cartoons. Yeah, it feels like something like that, mm-hmm. where there isn't actually any unifying anything about it. It's they just, they literally just pack them together in a block, in in terms of the game's narrative in a city block, uh, in terms of yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and even uh, like a step beyond that. There also just isn't any sense of, like, morality. Like, it's not a morality tale (laughs) like a children's show would be, considering, like, the number of cop cars that get destroyed (laughs) and, like, people are being abducted by aliens. Like, it's actually pretty fucked up, all things considered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Of all the box quotes we produce, it has no sense of morality. (laughs) (laughs) Very good for this game. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, I was, I was I was just discussing how obtuse the title of this game is mm-hmm. because it's WarioWare, it's Wario capital W, R E, and then a bomb, where comma ink period colon mega micro game dollar sign. So uh, obviously, <laughs> this game has one thing in mind, and that is just making the the fastest cash. <laughs> I love that that's even the setup of the whole game, is where it's like, video games are popular, let me make shitty games <laughs> that only take three seconds to beat in order to make as much money in as short of time as possible, and then his escape plan is to go to space. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna swindle everybody on the planet and then leave. <laughs> Sounds like Richard Garriott. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, this is an autobiography. <laughs> Richard as Mario, a, uh, an allegory. An allegory. Mm-hmm. A while ago. A while ago. <laughs> yes. Uh, Who? I literally don't think I could. I even have anything else at this point. <laughs> nope. Uh. Whether, I feel like it, we would be remiss mm-hmm. to not at least shout out a couple of games that were standouts, uh, albeit it's difficult to do sometimes because mm-hmm. they run together, but like aesthetically particularly it seems like the easiest way to go about it. Oh, shake the Sheltie's hand. It's got to be like far and away. When it goes back boss. and forth, yeah, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to like grab it. Yep. I really liked the, uh, the boss stage that was like a dungeon crawler. Like RPG, oh yeah, where you had to like pick the non-obvious choice of uh, what to do in each situation. God, yeah, that's so many of the boss. I always want to like kind of rule out boss stages because almost all of them are really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, with I mean, like Jimmy's is just like a tennis game, which is fine. It's volleyball, isn't it? I think or, it's tennis. It's tennis. Yeah, it's been a minute since I played this. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the boss stages are really good. I really love the final boss stage where it's like it keeps making you do different things uh, up until the end. Um, that's all really good for me. The I'm gonna try and say this with as straight a face as possible. Um, <clears throat> for me, I think that like aesthetically, the most impressive game that and like iconic, like the thing that I think about when I think about WarioWare is uh, when you pick the nose. Uh, <laughs> it feels so emblematic of this game because it is the it's the same as the Shelty's Paw game, essentially, <laughs> where something goes back and forth and you press a button at the correct time. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, literally the stupidest thing that you could ever think to do in a game. Mm-hmm. And they were like... 
Uh, do it gets harder each time. More fingers in the nose. <laughs> Bigger fingers. <laughs> Game. Ship it. <laughs> but the thing that makes me love it is when you miss. I love the miss animation because it just like, <laughs> like a fold of yeah. skin. Uh, similarly. There are ones where, like, a hand will, like, bring a strawberry over top of a piece of cake, and if you, like, get it off the center, it'll, like, smoosh down the side of the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually really didn't spare any expense as far as, like, the, uh... <laughs> well, I don't know about that. that <laughs> I feel like... If this kind of seems like a budget title. <laughs> I feel like if somebody said, I would like to add more detail to this game, whoever the director was went... Yes. Yes. Like so. go go crazy. Do what you yeah, want. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of little details. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mean you're already done with this video game? It's been 17 hours. <laughs> you got all this money and these people who need their jobs. Please <laughs> make, please make the strawberry back. smush the cake down. <laughs> That'll give that guy at least a couple more hours of paid time. <laughs> make photorealistic pictures of cats sleeping. Oh yeah. Uh, uh. All instant classics. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Much like this podcast. An instant classic. One that you could listen to on your lunch break, because it's less than an hour long. <laughs> uh, do we have final thoughts? Well, I guess I'll go first. Um, break with tradition here. Um, I feel like a lot of my opinion is formed by smooth moves, which probably isn't fair to this game, because this really just felt like a more primitive version of that that wasn't as good but I, as somebody who loves this game by the way that's totally fair yeah but i i know that if i would have played this as a kid i would have be i'd be in the same boat as you i would have mm-hmm. like played it a ton um so yeah i give it a lot of uh props for doing something different with the wario character that's actually stuck i think this is a really fun franchise that i'd like to see is more of like a Nintendo staple. Like they like put one of these out like once every like like, like seven years, years or like something, that. you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, o- overall positive. Uh, it's WarioWare. I knew I knew I liked WarioWare going in, and I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. I definitely, uh, replaying this game, was not disappointed, and I was also certainly not surprised, as I never <laughs> have been going into a Warrior game. Like, you know what to expect. Uh, but the, the, the micro-surprises in each micro-game are really what you're here for. And uh, just, like, the wacky tone, the, like, opportunity for mechanical mastery in, like, a super forgiving, uh, like ecosystem as well as like the catchy music and the 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 silly kind of nonsense that happens in the meantime uh in between games uh are really what sells me on this thing and i fucking love every bit of it Mm -hmm. i also love the uh the games that aren't so micro like the little arcadey games that you unlock as you progress through the game uh but they're not really worth talking about i want to Share their high score on flying an airplane down a tower? Not really, no. <laughs> this game strikes me as a game very much out of time. I can't imagine of a version of this game existing in the modern day and age that would not be like a crazy party experience for you and all of your friends. Essentially, like the thing that actually happened to WarioWare. Yeah. Uh, it does not seem like these kind of schizophrenic, bite-sized experiences that don't have some kind of, like, overarching long-term progression system or some kind of, like, games-as-service lifestyle integration is a thing that would ever exist. Granted, WarioWare, the lifestyle game, would be hilarious <laughs> to me, considering what they, what they could do with that kind of mechanic sense. Like, instead of a daily rotation, they could have, like, every hour you have to be back. <laughs> every reset on the hour. Uh, yeah, really play up the... the, the like like psychological madness there, but it is not what we got. And my point is that that would be something we'd be more likely to get in the modern day than this like oh pay forty dollars and just get like your own personal little bit of madness that you experience completely by yourself for like seconds at a time. It's just not an experience that generally gets created or marketed too much these days. 
and it was nice to feel young again. Fair enough. <laughs> I do also, with since uh, the, something we just never talked about, uh, you mentioned like if a warrior game were to be released today, like this type of game, like if it hadn't existed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there haven't been a whole ton of, like, WarioWare, like, uh, inspired games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Though the one that I do, of course, want to shout out is, uh, is Multiple, Benefati's, uh, oh, like, yeah. MAME game. Uh, which, while is, I assume, actually impossible to play unless you know the guy, unless they've released it elsewhere. Where? I think you can get it on its website. Okay. You can download it, do some ROM stuff. One thing that really reminds me of WarioWare is Hidden My Game by Mom. <laughs> oh, yeah. It has the same, like, uh, sense of humor, mm-hmm. I think. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. That's a good pull. Also, go play Hidden My Game by Mom. It's really good. Yeah. That could be a good no-clip pocket episode. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Put that on the list. All right. <laughs> don't, check ignore, it twice. Uh, ignore that last part. We're, <laughs> don't, no, we're, no hard plans. Don't expect it. Surprises on the way. Thank you for listening to No Clip this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, uh, we're going to be continuing on... Uh, with our Wa-June thematic month thing that we're picking up and doing now. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, Call of Duty for Modern Warfare. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, of course, we're probably just going to be playing the campaign. I don't know if you yeah. can even play multiplayer anymore. Uh, but this is going to be, like, I think pretty hilariously out of all of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, come for the modern warfare <laughs> criticism. Stay for three guys being confused about guns. <laughs> uh, until then, if you want to get a hold of us, you can. All, all of our information is on noclippodcast.com. Uh, you, there you can find all of our old episodes, our Twitter, our YouTube, uh, all that good shit. Uh, Give us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this. I love you all so much. Please take me back. (laughs) I swear, everybody. I swear I've changed. And today, we're going to be talking about WarioWare, Inc., Mega Micro Games, which was released on the, uh, was developed by Nintendo, um, hmm, okay, wow, <laughs> can't speak at all.